I, what did I name him in? The beautiful prince of MMA is what mm-hmm. I called him. And just as, as a side title, UFC star Drew Dober, I guess, is back. Raph, I don't know. What are we talking about? I've hit record. Well, we should be talking about UFC 242, Man. but I think it's going to be hard considering that we have our good friend Drew Dober back. And, you know, Drew is super nice, but Drew, you went off last week in a way that was both shocking and also surprising. Um, did you ever get the chance to listen to how intense you were last week on the show? <laughs> no, not at all. I pretty much let you guys enjoy the intensity. Okay. Let me try a different question, Rav, okay, if he doesn't. Worry. So, Drew, did you threaten to strike a member of the show last week by <laughs> chance? Do you remember any physical threats? <laughs> oh, no, I definitely gave you just motivation to take the proper um, picks or else we'll play um, a thrilling chess match. You sound like an extra in Mindhunter. It's like, did you threaten me? He's like, I gave you the opportunity to sharpen your skills. You are welcome to take it as you please. Scaring me, Raph. He's scaring me. Are you cutting? Are you fighting? Are you in fight camp? Do you know when you're fighting next? I have no idea. We're uh, we're going back and forth with the UFC, figuring out. So I'm all pimped up, full of uh, frustration. I'm, I'm eager to play some chess. But you've been on a different sort of training thing lately. Thing isn't the right word. Probably regiment. You probably want to use yeah. something more professional. You've a dominion of more year-round training. Are you fight ready right now? What's your weight stuff? Like, give us your in-between status right now. I'm about uh, high 70s, like, a, like 178. And, yeah, I'm always fight ready. That's not bad. I mean, you're not a big dude. In terms of like what you have to lose, it's mostly like you no. l- lose a fourth of each of your butt cheeks, and you've hit one fifty-five. Is that basically it? Pretty much. I gotta I gotta detach a leg real quick, make the weight. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm on paper known as one of the bigger lightweights. <laughs> yeah, uh, on paper, and if you've ever met Drew in real life, also in real life, one of the one of the more muscular lightweights he'll meet harder to lose muscle than it is like if who's give me a big i was gonna say roy nelson he could lose 10 pounds no problem be very simple for him it's like he just cut out miller light for a whole week before the fight loses 10 pounds you don't have that i have like 10 pounds in each one of my calves yeah, uh, he means thighs. So, I'm. I have thunder if thighs I could just too. Dehydrate Drew. a calf real quick. <laughs> <So> need, <laughs> he wears loose fit old navies, and they still are dressed tight. So, what are we? He's back to to suffer the wrath of last week. But do we have any other outstanding business with UFC star Drew Dober before we get to UFC 242? No, I just wanted to make sure because he sounds way way nicer today. Is it just because there's not a, a guessing element and we've already seen what's happened? He's tired. You know, Drew, he might be tired, yeah. He might be in a sauna. He's the only person who took takes one of his thighs to a sauna, and that's it. Just <laughs> uh, definitely just uh, enjoying the moment and what we're about to talk about. Okay, cool. Now, did you know that they were going to be on in the morning, or did you have to watch it later in the day? Uh, actually, a copy is my surprise. I didn't know it was going to be in the morning, but I found out luckily the <laughs> night before. And I was like, oh, apparently I got to set my alarm. I had to do a public service announcement because I learned my information from a meme. And then when I learned the information from a meme, I said, uh oh. So I put it up to our viewers and our listeners. And I said, oh, by the way, BT dubs, if you want to get up for the prelims, it's 7 15 in the morning. So I'll see oh, you guys geez. at 11. And you want to B-dubs at 7 in the morning? Um, no, I just like oh, to say B-T-dubs. No, he was saying no, no. I'll see you at 11. <laughs> yeah, B-T-dubs is another way. Of saying, By the way. Rav would get up at 7.15 to train with you. That's about it. Otherwise, he's sleeping in. Really true. And, I, like, honestly, if it wasn't for jiu-jitsu, I would be way lazier. Um, but jiu-jitsu is the only reason I get up to, like, train at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning. Because I'll drag myself oh. out for jiu-jitsu. But everything else is like, nope. Mm-mm. Oh, 
That's brutal. Who wants to like pull pajamas at six in the morning with other dudes? Well, what? Wait, when do you? Damn it, Raph. He confuses the shit out of me. Like one minute he's dedicated, second he's like, "You get up at six to fight people." It's like, right? What, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. You're not fighting people. You're you're playing jujitsu. <laughs> you're scissoring and pulling the pajamas of other men. Shots fired at the jujitsu community by Am Drew I Dober. Hearing... I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't Am I detecting a little bit of animosity to those who use the gi, Drew? <laughs> I'm only speaking on that, but my last two losses were due to submissions, so I'm just a little rubbed a little wrong way. A little salty. <laughs> a little salty. Yeah. That's, I mean, I get it. And you know what the, the dumb part is, is? It's not like you don't have your own submissions on there, on your record that you have pulled off. I'm looking it's at just... his stats right now. Mm-hmm. He has almost as many wins strike, by submission. Verbal tap out. He <laughs> correct. Well, you have like you have a Cleveland Browns like win record. You've won <laughs> eight by knockout, six by submission, seven by decision. Actually, hold on. Even across the board. I have two fun questions for you. Uh, one, okay. Do, what do you think you could fuck everyone up at Bellator? Like, if you went back the last time you fought at Bellator, you fought someone named Nick Nolte. Made me laugh for twenty minutes because <laughs> yep. I was like, "Did he fight Nick Nolte?" I would remember that. I would remember him fighting Nick Nolte, like from forty-eight hours. Who? What weight class do you think anyone could beat you? Wait, wait, like what weight class do you think? I, I think that no one could beat me. I just mean in Bellator. Like I feel like you have a little bit of a UFC superiority, as you should. <laughs> One of the things I thought as I was coming into judo was like. Because I saw the highlights from Bellator, I was like, I wonder if he would just fight 170, 195, if he feels any fear. Do you? Give me your thoughts. Uh, no, I think, I, I think it, was a, it was a Bellator thing. I'd definitely move up to 70. And to be honest, I have no idea who's at 170 in Bellator. Well, I think I, well, Lovato's at 185, so I can't do that. And Oh, yeah, my God. He's a monster. Yeah, I'd definitely say it's. Uh, 70. You're going to end up... Okay, pitch this. Screw the weight classes. Be like, I want to <laughs> fight Rampage Jackson for no fucking reason at all. I, I don't. <laughs> your agent's going to be like, do not go back on that podcast, by the way. I don't want to hear any more about it. So that was my thought, Raph. Those were all the creative questions I Kev, had for Drew Dober. To be fair, over the weekend, there was a Bellator card as well. That's what got me thinking. I was like, I wonder if Drew Dober's like, I could beat their 185 champ. I could fight their 205-er. <laughs> And could you imagine, though, that at the end of that, Ryan Bader, apparently the, the greatest heavyweight in the world, as per cool. Scott Coker, <laughs> yeah. uh, he <laughs> then caught the eye of one Rampage Jackson, who I guess forgot that he's retired and wanted to start beef. And I go, oh, no, this is how you Bellator. Or Bellator, bad at fighting. Don't you Bellator. Yeah. No. I'm, hold on. Oh. I'm going to pull up Rampage's last few fights while we're. Thank you. But anyway. And the winner takes on Tito Ortiz or Oh my god, Drew. I don't know if you've seen this. Maybe I'll send it to you afterwards. But there is a gentleman by the name of El Patron or aka uh, Alberto Del Rio. And okay. he kind of helps out with Combates Americas. And they signed Tito Ortiz after his second or third retirement. I've frankly forgotten which one we're on right now. And yet they're gonna fight each other. And they cut a promo, and it was the dumbest promo in the world. And oh, I mean, I'm not surprised with Tito Ortiz. It, well, yeah, I know he's he finds his way to come back in every decade. Just when you think you're done with him, it's like, oh, we're done with Tito, right? And he goes, nope, making my way through 2020, bitches. So, um, just so you're aware of these things, Drew. One more okay. hypothetical, Drew. You could definitely beat up Tito, though, right? I would hope. I would hope so. Okay. I definitely would. I would be. But I would put money on you head, in that fight. I normally get nervous betting on you because we consider you a friend. But against Tito, I'm laying wood. I'm showing up. I don't care if it's in Canada. I'm swinging around for that fight. <laughs> All right. So Drew, you found out that it was going to be early morning. You didn't necessarily watch live live. But you did yeah. watch. Yeah, I watched the main card live. Okay, let's do this. Let's go from top down. Oh, okay. Fuck you very much. All right. Why? Why do people still call Khabib boring? Drew, I'll ask you that. Uh, just because wrestling is boring. Okay. 
Okay. I love you so much. Sometimes I... Watching a wrestler is like taking a food to prom. You know, you you expect a great finish, but all you get is dry humping. (laughs) This is a great crossover moment to mention Bachelor in Paradise's ending, and the advice he just gave could really help millions around the world. But damn it. I don't disagree with a word he just said, Raph, but I have also gotten some serious hate mail from wrestlers on this podcast. It's true. And now we'll just redirect it all over to Drew. You can now send that to at Drew Dover. Okay. Maybe this is the thing that still surprises me, and it's taking me a while to adjust to it. So I'm going to break this news to you guys if you aren't aware already. Khabib, it was reported, made $6 million from this fight. That's just what was disclosed. Kevin, what? I don't even want to tack on what he's making back in Mother Russia to just wear that stupid hat. There's a lot to unpack about this. This is a big fight for ESPN so far. Mm -hmm. This one, they, I have a feeling you two are welcome to talk me off this, but I was like, why the fuck is this fight at two o'clock in the afternoon? I mean, I get it that it's, it's in Abu Dhabi, so you're already... That's why he made $6 million. I mean, that government wants that money. Between Russia, I'm going to venture this. I bet he made close to 20 That's my guess. And this Ooh, fight was at... That's it's a lot of money. But I, this fight was at 2 p.m. because the NFL was going on. And I feel like this is the first time ESPN was like, you're going to stop that stupid shit where you have a Saturday night fight during <laughs> NFL weekend. You're going to do it in the afternoon and confuse the fuck out of people. Loved it. $6 million. What's Poirier make? You know, not know. that. Not did, no one makes. Did you make that. like two hundred and fifty thousand? About that. Ooh. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to have some Words. bills to pay. And uh, he and yeah. Drew to further add outrage, they didn't do a fight of the night bonus. They did four performances of the night, specifically not giving Poirier one or or future Drew Dober SmackDown opponent Paul Felder. Yes, and we'll oh, yeah. we'll come to the Paul Felder they, match in a minute. But, but they definitely like screwed Barbosa and Felder of that fight of the night, though. Yeah, they those poor guys. I couldn't make heads or tails of that because Dana came back, and I don't. You guys probably didn't watch the post presser, but Dana came back in the post press and just looked like he was begging for mercy from press row, because when he went back there, he just goes, "Can you guys fucking leave me alone?" Ben, you know what happens when I fucking travel. I don't. I can barely hear. I'm fucking deaf, you know. And then we got music playing back there. Hey, you kids, shut that fucking music down. Anyway, Jesus. Uh, you guys. Um, can, can I go? And it just felt so sad. Everybody asking a question, but they ended up going and saying, "Well, what was the live gate?" And data starts right away by being like, "We don't know what the live gate was. Um, they ran that." Which then always sounds like hyper shady where you go, why wouldn't you have that information? You're like, eh, we didn't do it, but a lot of people came. So, yeah, it went, it went good. <laughs> AKA uh, yeah. the, the Abu Dhabi. Drew, you got to fight in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. My, my, I bet they have sweets. I bet it is like <laughs> Sex in the City 2 with none of the <laughs> shitty plot. Oh, gee. I actually heard that it was incredibly hot in that arena. Oh. How do you, so, is there like a I mean, I don't think Abu Dhabi is like, you know, my number one place that I should fight, but it definitely would be cool to check out. I'm just being materialistic, and we enjoy living <laughs> vicariously through your successful athletic Well, it just career. seems like they also send you every fucking way. They do! It. You head out to London, Canada, you will go anywhere. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm usually the guy fighting the hometown hero, so... Well, that's why when I don't, know, I don't know how the UFC is marketing me as like a villain, but it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they follow, they probably figure they're like send the most Ken doll like person we have so that they can truly hate America in that country. <laughs> Maybe they heard about that time you beat up a fan. It was like I'll fight him, and you knocked his ass out. They were like, God, that guy's fucking Cruella I did Deville. get a couple of notes about that later that week. It was like. I did too. Did Drew I a few kill a guy? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> People wanted us to ask you more questions about that. They thought we really glided past that story. <laughs> so, well, I mean, he wanted an autograph, but I feel like, you know, 
fans can lose autographs, but you can't lose a concussion. <laughs> Forever. Oh, God. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, let me explain what the post presser looked like elsewhere. Khabib came back, and in a rare Why? tour de force, when he reached the backstage area, he definitely was saying things like, in response to, Khabib, how are you going to go celebrate? What's your next fight? And everybody's trying to push that Tony Ferguson fight. And we all know the weird air of them trying to do that five times. So Khabib's answer, and Kev, get ready for this. Give me Dober. Well, I wish. But instead, he went over and he looked at the reporter and said, my next fight is going to be against juicy eight-pound steak. With Aju sauce, eh? eh? And I was like, "Is is this him with <laughs> an open this mic?" Is this flirting? Because I don't like it. Yeah, and I was like, "Stop that!" Doing comedy, <laughs> like, where did the comedy come in after all these years? That it was just him of like he lobbed in like two or three jokes, and it felt like watching somebody <laughs> at their first attempt at stand up who kind of starts laughing at their own jokes and then would always come back by saying, "But seriously, folks, okay." Um. So that's that side. The other side that was hard to watch was Dustin Poirier, not yay, but nay, uh, unfortunately coming back. And this man looked broken. And it was sad to watch, Kevin, because they brought him back there. And the thing that made me upset was they had one person ask him a question, which was essentially, how did it feel to lose, Drew? And he was like, well, you know, I, I put my heart and soul into this. And you see him on the verge of tears. And he was just like, but it just wasn't my night. And I thought it would be my night, but that that's what happened. He, I actually did see some clips of him but, but, post, and it didn't look question, good. The next question, though, Kev, he looks was sad. like, hey, how did it feel to lose? And he looked over like, oh, I just answered that, you bitch. Why would you ask me that again? So it was, it was intense. Drew, how do we beat Khabib? How would I beat Khabib? Well, how does a person beat Khabib? Because do you think that Tony is the key to beating him? Or do you think that Khabib is just going to smish and contain Tony Ferguson in the same way he did with somebody who, you know, stand-up-wise, we thought would be at least a little bit more of a threat to him? I mean, honestly, that Tony Ferguson could be quite close. You know, it's like, yeah, Khabib's going to get the takedown. Right, but Tony is just so awkward and weird, and like somersaults and spinning elbows. Like, you have no idea how that fight's gonna, you know, play out. Plus, it's dangerous on his back too, you know. So it's just like, you know, Khabib is very predictable, but Tony not at all. And so when you like bet on the fight, you're like, oh, I don't know. Depends on uh, how Tony Ferguson spins and stuff. Kev, there was a moment though that Brian Ortega said if. That was him. That guillotine would have been finished. Agree or disagree? Agree. I completely agree. I have no reason to doubt Brian Ortega, and I want to be on the record not doing it. I will. <laughs> I heard. I did not see the fights. So I'll explain for personal reasons at the end of the podcast, so I'm not a bummer. I heard Khabib offered to donate money to Poirier's charity. Yes. Okay, Drew, that's what you should do if you really want to deball a fighter after a fight. Be like, I'm going to donate to his charity, obese children that recovered to become a fighter.com. Whatever it is, like, that's what you should do. It's very emasculating. People were like, what a class act. I was like, that is cuckolding. 101. That's charity cuckolding. Oh, my God. You're going to do it now. Oh, uh, uh, no comment. I'm yeah, like, that's I'm going to donate good. to your number one healthcare facility, Planned Parenthood. Here we go. Everybody wins. <laughs> So, okay, good news, though. Uh, the bald father said he would match whatever Khabib raises. <laughs> this is uh, more cuckolding. I Leave know. Dustin Poirier alone. He just lost a fight. He doesn't need you to be like, let's write a check to his charity because he looks like a sad puppy. We don't need well, that. Because they did ask him about that, too, in the post-presser, and they go, well, how do you feel about them coming together and raising money for charity after he, he beat crying. you so soundly? And he was. <laughs> he was just kind of like, um, that's really good for um, all those people. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, it's great. I love the fact Excited. And I want to be publicly, I'm glad I take it in the stance of being against, I guess, charitable donations. Glad that's going to be on my, my resume of hot takes. 
Uh, can we get to Felder? Because this is Dober's well, dream match. This is I his do, boy. I do have one or two small little things on All this, right. and then we'll move along. But um, it should be noted, though, uh, Dustin Poirier, when he was talking about it, his foundation is a good fight foundation, which is uh, giving, uh, putting up homes and shelters for Uganda orphanages. So helping out people, homes, all that sort of stuff. Definitely very, very good. And I will say this. It is commendable to Khabib uh, that there was sportsmanship on this one. That was nice to see. Uh, there is some nice exchanges. They exchanged shirts. And then Khabib did kind of say something that was almost a humble brag when he goes, I will sell shirt on my site because I have more Instagram follower than him. And it felt like an Instagram model, like trying to really shine on somebody and being like, uh, I have like three million followers and uh, way more likes my, and hearts and saves my on my footprint is way bigger than yo's. Hey, can, hold on. Did you see the video of the weight where he's like range finding Poirier? Mm-hmm. Drew, did you see this? No, not at all. What happened? Okay. In the weight, the way they do the, the stance weight. right there, they're at the weigh in. And it really does look like Khabib first reaches out and taps Poirier on the shoulder with his left hand like, hey. But then he does it with his right hand when they're kind of facing away from each other. And it fucking looks like he's finding range. It 100% looks like he's measuring how far away this guy is before the fight. Is that something people do? Oh, yeah. It's definitely something people people do. Like the face-off is, yeah. You definitely get to finally look at this opponent and judge on, like, real height and reach and all that stuff. Yeah, a lot of fighters do it. You ever take out a tape measure? Be like, hey, let me see this. You <laughs> circumcise? Like, let's get the whole situation going here. Like, how deep does it go? <laughs> you should definitely go for it. <laughs> hey, you can't know too much. You heard it here from Drew Dober. We'll make that another shirt also. <laughs> drop the pants and be like, this is all you're fighting right here. This is all, this is all of it. He genuinely took a level just to make sure. It's like, put your hand out. Uh, perfect. All right. Got it. Just put his foot on his lower back just to make sure it's, you know, it's like, all right, got my leg reach. Yeah. Everything's perfect and lined up. All right. All righty, Rue. Have a good well, one. Let me say this, too. Um, it was interesting. I mean, obviously, Saudi money. I am interested to see what Khabib gets for his next fight, but it almost seems like they want to kind of throw him back in that market. That's not a terrible idea. Um, you know, it is interesting. It also, can we say this too? Khabib, you don't have to jump over the cage. Like I, I there's what, some, what was he doing? He like jumped on Dana white and started kissing him or I don't know what happened. He just, he just wanted to jump and express his love to Dana. It just so oh. happens that people were trying to, you know, not let him jump over the railing who we could talk about how effective they are at their job at a different uh, time if we'd like to. But I would like to say this. There was one weird thing that's still like I understand people are very nice with Khabib. I still have my skepticism for the following reason, which is when they were asking him about his suspension and why it took so long for him to get back. Everybody sees the good sportsmanship and they forget him. But Khabib, when he was asked about what happened with Connor got to just say this which was i don't want to talk about that anymore i'm trying to move on and it's like that's how i got over a relationship once i don't want to fault him here <laughs> i just like the <laughs> idea that like the best way to like pretend like none of that ever happened is just to be like i don't want to talk i'm over it now i just wish all of us had that ability to do that at our jobs where if somebody came over they're like weren't you late this week i don't want to talk about that anymore i'm over it it's in the past <laughs> So anyway, that's what I got there. Let's go to the fight of the night question mark. Why wasn't it? Uh, how much did you enjoy this fight, Drusif? Oh, entirely. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. And plus, had no idea who actually won this fight. Really? So do you score Ooh. fights as you're watching them as a fighter? Do you find that you score them differently than your friends when you're watching them together? Actually, I get people that are like, you know, who do you think is winning? I'm like, actually, I wasn't paying attention to who's winning. I was just enjoying a whole lot of punch space. I don't keep count. <laughs> Except, when, obviously, when the wrestlers are going, you just know it's easy to keep count. But when people are punching, that's when you lose it, like the Barbosa Felder fight. 
Yeah, like every human being who loves combat. Nobody likes watching paint drying and wrestling. You're also scouting, aren't you? Can you turn that off? Oh, no, I'm definitely scouting. Like, actually, I was super anxious during the entire event because I'm watching, like, six potential opponents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a whole thing for you to be like, I have some insults ready for Khabib whenever you need some increased firepower. Keep me posted. I, I feel felt like, like I was just standing outside the Golden Corral, just looking through the window, looking at all this potential food, and like, Jesus, when <laughs> dynamite use of Golden Corral, not a not a sponsor <laughs> yet. <laughs> Sign me up. You, tell, you can't take the Midwest out of the kid. You know, no shit, Drew. Do you really dream about the Golden Corral? I fucking do. Before <laughs> Drew answers, I'll say I do. Oh. <laughs> Can I tell you this? In Raph, our it's family, like Vegas, but cheaper and all year round. Kev, I know yeah, that. Yeah, and then the people watching is bar none the best you've ever seen. <laughs> so my family and I will go out to a restaurant out back uh, where my dad lives. And every time we go there, you can see the Golden Corral from where we're sitting at this other restaurant. And my wife multiple times has said, hey, guys, you guys want to go to the Golden Corral? As she's joking, and my whole family goes stone silent, as if we will disown her if she goes to the Golden Corral. So to me, it is a little funny to hear two essentially Midwest boys being like, I love me some Golden Corral. But Drew did say the right words, which is people watching, because that line goes forever uh, back in the homestead (laughs) for me. And that people watching from our restaurant is like a double bonus. <laughs> I'm too focused on those soft buttery rolls and oh, the God. extra butter right next to it. You just slather onto the plate. <laughs> I mean, I've learned strategy by watching people in the Golden Corral. I saw a woman eating her by herself, pulling out like Ziploc baggies for the food that she's not going to finish. Genius. Like it was impressive. That is a good idea. If you're ever on hard times. So Vegas, here I come. Fun hack. In Vegas, you're definitely getting arrested for that. But you can get away with it at the Golden Corral. To so, go prime rib. So, Kev, you actually watch fights and can actually figure out who wins fights occasionally. Who won that fight? Paul Felder. Okay. I, the whole time was chanting because I actually went back and highlighted this fight specifically because I wanted to talk shit to Drew. I was like, mm-hmm. that's the Dober anecdote right there. That backhand, baby. Someone's about to get dip smacked. And I was talking an aggressive amount of shit as a coping mechanism. I mean, he definitely emotionally scarred you last week. You so can tell. it does make I got scared sense. when he was like, let's get in the cage. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> can I have headgear? Yes, you can have a headgear. Uh, big gloves. <laughs> Drew, Maybe Drew, I should have talked he, him into one of those blow up sumo wrestling things, Raph. That's my fault. I should have thought of that. Mm, Halloween's coming up, too. Fair. Now, Drew. Did you feel you'll actually get the chance to fight a Paul Felder? Because it sounds like he's ready to wrap it up. And it almost sounded more like when Anik was going over to him and saying, well, you know, buddy, we love what you do. You're so good at it. And uh, who do you see that you'd like to fight next? And he's just kind of like, uh, really, I'd like to go home. Uh, you know, I'd like to not be internally bleeding. Woo, how many times I get hit? Oh, man, yeah, yeah, whoever, I guess, you know, uh, just a couple more fights and then, because I think he said uh, toward the end especially, yeah, you guys better give me a top five opponent or a good opponent or I'm going to quit. And that's when you saw Anna kind of like pat him on the back like, okay, buddy, shut up right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like the question of like, who do you want to fight next, you know, at that very moment, like, every fighter, regardless of what he says, is truly thinking, like, I just got done cutting, like, 25 pounds and getting punched in the face for, like, eight weeks. So the next person, I'm gonna, like, the next thing I'm going to fight is, like, a diner <laughs> tonight or <laughs> just some sort of, like, alcohol bottle. I, I'm not a fighter, I don't even want to think but I would argue you make love to the diner, you do fight the alcohol bottle. <laughs> That's going to be an uphill battle. The the food portion is more like Marvin Gaye's playing, right, yeah. as they deliver that gravy-smothered steak. It's just like, 
<laughs> Don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> I might, oh, hold on. I might have gone to R. Kelly. So no, no, he's he's killed. He, he's been uh, he's been emotionally shut down. We're Perfect. not we're not doing R. Kelly. <laughs> okay, kid, hold on. I'm a kid without a paddle was a major movie growing up to me. So there's nothing I can do. I understand. This okay. specific thing, though, your point, I've heard this from other, there's a really funny Blake Griffin when he's talking to Jimmy Fallon and he's like, people think athletes are dumb. It's not that we've just been exercising for three hours. We have nothing interesting to say. So you're, you're saying you think Paul Felder's ready to fight. He just was suffering from a little, I'm super old and I'm super fatigued and it's been a while. I, I, I think he had the, like the toughest wake out of his life. Plus kickboxed one of the better kickboxers for 15 minutes won a split decision they're like who do you want to you know you want to do this again with who and he's just like a i nice want to fucking sit down right now yeah <laughs> well i also appreciate the fact that like when you have a commentator in those positions you feel like john anik because he knows him really tries to sell it out and like help him out and goes i think what you mean to say is Ready to go home to my lovely family. And we're done. Bye, everybody. As opposed to other people, Jean Eric like lets them like chew their own tongue in front of everybody on live television. John and goes, oh. isn't helping Curtis Blades, for example. He's just gonna let one hundred percent. I mean, it's just it's just uh, you know, announcers, you know, dream to like, all right, let's get these guys you know, doped up on like dopamine and adrenaline and got punched in the face for 15 minutes. And let's put a mic in front of them and see what these crazy people have to say. You're talking you... to two people that have done commentary. Yeah. Damn. Do yeah. we love it? It is a fun, it's a rush. <laughs> I've definitely seen this look in fighters eyes afterwards when I go to interview them, which is very hard to never like tell the audience but they 100% have that look in their eyes of tiredness that just underlyingly says, please help me. I'm so tired. I don't know what I'm about to say, Raph. If you can help me land this plane, I will be so appreciative. And that's why at the end of the interview, I usually go, well, hey, man, so that's what you were trying to do, correct? And it's like, yes, thank you. I'm going to die now. <laughs> so I have, I have the a UFC announcers is keep adding on questions oh yeah <laughs> especially when it's like all right this man <laughs> has <laughs> failed to achieve his one dream in life and he's about to cry so how are you feeling in this moment here's i oh, hate man, that question by the way alone. that question is a drinking game at our house how are you feeling in this moment it's an extreme cop-out to a specific yeah. question it's an extreme interview cop-out, but Raph and I are not going to get on our soapbox about that. No, no, not not this time. Kev, what else did we have on the card that was notable to talk about? Don't remember anything other than no. da Davi Ramos lost, which is that tough because he was my first jiu-jitsu crush. I started training, and he was just releasing like a first series <laughs> where he was showing the flying guillotine. It was like, <gasps> what the fuck is that? He's training with Atos. I was deep into I was deep into the Davi Ramos uh, Google dive. Still uh, am. What did you feel about that fight? Did you complete like complete bullshit? Through? Didn't see it, but I hate it. The refs are complete. They they do this all the time. You heard UFC star Drew Dober explain it. They just have no idea what they're doing. It is a ping pong match of instability. This is clearly what happened with Mokjev. Didn't see the fight again, Ron. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> is it was this on the main card? <laughs> This was on the main. This was the third fight in the main card. Oh, there are two more. I was literally there are two celebrating more. Celebrating Curtis's win and completely missed that one. <laughs> you took a fight off for fifteen minutes. It to was celebrate a decision, man. Forward? It wasn't a short one. Did you see Curtis's win? I did, but did you just? Where did you go? I zoned out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Like, I thought he was gonna say the trampoline. Oh, He's like, I went and did backflips for twenty, thirty minutes. I don't remember. <laughs> We've never had. A I mean, I think a I think a teammate was like making pizza, and it finally came out, and yeah, it just it just lost me. We've never had a guest openly admit. We've had guests lie that said, "Oh yeah, I saw that fight. Definitely, it was yeah, it was definitely." Mm -hmm. But Drew, 100% just admitted like an ADHD child. Oh yeah, I don't know what happened. It was in front of me, but I did not. I zoned out. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, Curtis Blades just wins and the pizza comes out. Like, how can you resist, honestly? <laughs> so, Curtis Blades, talk us through that. You know, obviously you were excited enough to basically zone out for weird 25 minutes. Ooh, but what were your this, feelings when way. you saw that? <laughs> how about... Uh, like a, a, a man taking a top 10 ranked heavyweight and is looking like making him look like it's his first fight ever. Yeah. Ow. He just donkey look, Kong him. He did the dunk. He, did, he like yeah. starts throwing fists. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that, that one elbow. He literally just grabbed one side of his face, elbowed the other side of his face, and then nose is broken fight over. Like it was like, wow. It looks violent. Nice. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, I see why you were celebrating that then. Yeah. And well, okay. Raph, mm. how do I get invited to this exclusive teammate watch party? He's like a teammate pulled a pizza out of the oven. He's like, oh, Elliot yeah. Marshall the, walked the by and was, gave some advice about Bojan. It. Oh, what? Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> the teammate was uh, Bojan, Perfect. You know, Serbian steel Bojan, fought in the PFL and in the UFC, mm-hmm. and... He puts his apron on, and the, the the stuff that comes out of his kitchen, you won't find in restaurants. Oh, my God, it's amazing. So, wow. it's, okay. I mean, if you were there, you would know, like, zoning out for 25 minutes is actually minimal. Well, you know, lively entertainer here, Drew. I, I bring pleasant conversation. I, I'll bring an appetizer. I uh, Not alcohol, obviously. I assume none of you drink. And <laughs> let's... Be very clear. I do appreciate the fact that Drew. I'm glad you were able to kind of clean that up, because just when you started that sentence and you said he puts on an apron and then ellipsis, the stuff that comes out of his kitchen. I was like, is illegal? Like I was, I wasn't (laughs) sure where it was going either, but I loved it. It landed. (laughs) But let's talk about the wins that this man has. You've got Justin Willis, Mark Hunt, uh, Ali uh, Ali Star Overeem. Olenek, I mean, like, there's definitely some some good moments for the man here. I mean, twelve and two, um, you know, that's that's a pretty good day for him. So I'm glad you were able to celebrate that. Um, Drew, did you have any other comments about any of the other fights? Because I got to be honest, uh, because it was so early, I might have took nappies in between <laughs> some of these fights. Uh, and it's not like I wasn't trying to watch, but I just I would put it on. And then I would just think to myself, eh, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't so emotionally invested in the main card, I probably would have been the same. But how about Islam Makachev? Yeah. You know, taking on that renowned jujitsu Abu Dhabi champion. And was it? Oh, no, not Abu Dhabi. Was it ADCC? Essentially the You're same. You're shitting yeah. on Dobby Ramos yeah. again, my guy. Yeah, go ahead. But well, he just beat Austin, so I'm not a huge fan of this dude. However, yeah, Islam looks pretty good and fantastic, actually. So um, whenever he wants to square up, we can do this. Oh, I love Ooh. it when you're going to beat up Russians. Makes me feel all Rocky-ish. <laughs> not the Russian I had oh, in mind man. for you. You can be like, hey, Khabib, your hat called. It got its <laughs> period, and it needs it back. Um, Gross. Plenty of things around, plenty of things around insulting is wrestling. I think um, Muay Thai is where I go. Raph, I'll keep throwing him at him, but I appreciate that. On the Wikipedia page, though, for UFC 242, it, it should be noted that it said as of September 4th, online promotional content related to UFC 242 uploaded online streaming platforms have received a collective total of more than 112 million views. So. Jeez. That's not to be sneezed at. That's actually pretty good. I am interested first to see what this draws. Live sporting event that's played the United Arab Emirates in nine months might have something to do with it. Don't know. Yeah, here's something that you should know, though. I thought it was pretty interesting what Cubell said backstage, which was that when they were saying, well, "When are you coming back to Saudi Arabia?" and Dana White said, "Yeah, we're coming back here. You know, we're looking to do. You know what? Like International Fight Week is in Vegas." And they go, "Yeah." He goes, "Like that, but bigger." Like go, wait, you're going to do something bigger than that? What the fuck? Out of Saudi Arabia? And it sounds like all hands on deck. So, Drew, if you want to get your chance to sweat your ass off and go over there and visit over there, it sounds like they might be sending people there. 
that would be a very unique experience in autograph signing. That is correct. Soon it's uh, not even, it's just going to be like a draft. <laughs> it's like going to be Dober's number came up. It's like Neil Magny's like, oh, thank God. I just got a reprieve. <laughs> You're going to have to go spend three months in Abu Dhabi. All right. Well, let's talk about this, Kev. I think it's time to reveal some results. I think you know what the results are, and I'm going to let you break the news today. So, Kev, who won this week's installment of Over Under, Kevin? Well, I'll straight up tell you, I don't feel great about it. Okay. I don't feel great about the results, even though I did I did prevail on two semi-horseshit technicalities, if I don't mind telling you. First, Drew, remarkable fight picking. Uh, technically, we both picked a, a majority of the fights correct. I, myself, nine points, him eight. Probably wondering, how did I get that extra point? Well, if listeners will recall, during the Mandege-ZM fiasco, Drew refused to pick. I did pick and said double or nothing then. I get Mandege, which means I would have lost to had ZM won. Mandege wins, putting me at the 9-8. to eight. Now I want to throw in, that's horseshit technicality number one. I want to go to horseshit technicality number two because it's a doozy. We did our standard, which per UFC contract, UFC fight of the night, performance of the night, and performance of the night. They didn't do that this time. They did one of their funny audibles where they just decided to give four fighters performances of the night, which I don't get. Like, just give the third fighter the 50 grand. You're in UAE. Like, give a fight of the fucking night because I'm on the page for Wikipedia. UFC bonuses. Nope, not going to get into that. We both had Khabib on our list. Those were our only successes. I win. I either Drew? get invited to this next watch party Wait, and some how, fucking how pizza. Do, didn't you significantly choose Dustin Poirier to win? Yes, I did. I did choose Poirier. Actually, it's worth noting you chose three of the five on the main card correct. I only got two of the five. That's indignant. So the tally is... That's nine out of eight. Yes, nine to eight. And Drew, this is the moment when I, as the moderator, like to remind you when I say things like, are you sure you don't want to pick here? And you go, I'm so confident. I don't need that pick. That and is I go, correct. Are you sure? You did bloviate that you're so sure you will win without this choice that sure, two to one's fine. Not to put words in your mouth. So definitely I just gave you a freebie allowed you to win to save you from a concussion so it's just a mercy win correct otherwise horseshit technicality we tie in performance of the night with both khabibs <laughs> this so is the thinnest weirdest win i've ever had and i feel a real like the 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 referees overturned it i don't know it doesn't feel great but i am gonna count it so just oh i'm play. counting it stays but drew Remember, though, when I warned you and I said, hey, this might come back to haunt you. What is your reaction to that now? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't care. OK, no, that's fine. That's fine. I understand. You just now have a wait. Kev, did he say concussion? Did anyone he, else hear concussion? He did say I concussion. Was a concussion? I thought we said a headgear. Yeah, you know, oh. it didn't mean he wasn't going to hit you hard enough to get a concussion. I'm feeling better about this horseshit technicality by this second. But you know, Kev, I think this means something significant on the show, and I don't know that this has happened before. It might I have. I nickname Drew Dober. You're damn you right. You nickname him as well. But do you realize that both you and I have now beat Drew? Oh, wow. Congra well, first of all, congrats Yay! to you on a great Oh, he's he's no, a tough opponent. I mean, yeah, just, he's okay. You know what I mean? Like I beat him a little bit easier than you did, but that's not important. I did have to win on. This is the first time I've ever won on a on this type of bet. This has never yeah. worked out for me ever before. It was really weird when it burned he me. Asked for not taking a pick, and then you asked to double or nothing it, and I said I'll allow it because that was really. <laughs> It was so ballsy. It deserves to be punished if it doesn't get it right. So, Drew, what does it feel like to lose to Kevin and myself? Because I know how competitive you are. I mean, you keep track records of how you roll against us. So, I mean, now it's a losing record against Verbal Tap as a whole. 
<laughs> yeah, um, betting <laughs> or choosing fights has never been my game. I mean, if you remember correctly, I said, uh, Ross, like I chose somebody because his nickname was the Wolverine or something. No, so, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, you when you showed up 12. last week on the show, you said, hey, Raph, we're one and one. And the one that you won was from rolling. And the one that I won, apparently, was from picking <laughs> fights. So you clearly keep record of things. I'm just letting you know, if we are looking at the record, it would be Drew Dober uh, never winning against Verbal Tap as a whole. Just that's just, I feel like, I feel bad for you. I mean, I significantly remember our jujitsu matches. Count that one time. There was multiple wins on numerous occasions there, but I mean, who's keeping track? No, was, uh, no, no, there was only hey, only one. one of us had there a black eye. Now you it. might have arrived with it. <laughs> that I can't confirm or deny. But <laughs> if we're just talking about who left the most fucked up, I mean, that was yeah. you. That's just that's, that's you had been fighting rounds with uh, DJ Dillashaw the night before, so it's super funny that I'm comparing your night to ours. But still, yeah. that's rhetoric, Drew. It's a little thing I know. Yeah. So, Kev, what do you do? You nickname him? What do you do? Like, well, and, what, what was well, that? No, I, was, I I get to submit nicknames to him. Let's be super clear. And, and don't I also have to send you like a signed shirtless photo? You're goddamn you right. That well? says specifically <laughs> Drew the <laughs> Abs Dober. <laughs> that's, that's what I wanted. And you have to sign it on the abs. I'm going to frame it and put it in our loft. Uh, and that's personal. But specifically, I am also going to, as a part of this, submit two pages of nicknames because you don't have one yet. Two pages? Famously. God. Well, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming, Drew. The first one was Drew the Dent Dober, and people didn't hate that. People did not hate that. <laughs> so. So, Drew. No, I mean, he's going to give you the page later. It's not. He's just he's giving you a taste of it. Drew the Nebraska yeah. Twister Dober isn't bad. What, what am I doing with this two page nickname? No, 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 no. It's not going to be one nickname. It's going to be two pages of nickname. I just want you to consider them. This is just a, a friendly submission that you need to choose something fierce for marketing purposes. Or you just I use can... them all, and that way Bruce Buffer has the longest entrance for any fighter Don't hate that, that anybody's either. ever seen. Don't hate that either. I can just pull a Diego Sanchez and just use a different nickname every single fight. It's not going to be yep. two pages of one nickname. Like, I'm not <laughs> Shakespeare. God. This is going to be a very large font. Don't worry. Some it's of them aren't even going to be good. Lot. Just calm down. <laughs> Well, let's say this. Drew, what is coming up next for you, sir? I mean, I know we don't have a fight on the horizon, but do you have things that you're doing? Are you teaching the privates? Are you doing the fighting? Are you teaching classes? If people are looking to train with you, where did they go if they're looking to see a Drew Dover? Well, uh, I will be at in UFC Vancouver this weekend. You know, walk around, shaking hands, kissing babies. Probably at a Metro PCS store somewhere. Um, other than that, Denver, Colorado, Easton's uh, training to center. Come check it out. First of all, you didn't even mention we were like, you should head to UAE. Well, I'm headed to Toronto in 27 <laughs> seconds. But, of course, you're headed to Canada. Wait, did you say Vancouver? <laughs> I'm so American. Yeah, Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge there are multiple places in Canada. It's all one Fair. place to me. It's whatever. <laughs> so you're already headed over. Yeah, they just send you everywhere. It's like then you can find them in a Metro PS, PCS in Mexico City, largest populated city in the world, fun fact. He'll be signing you up for phone plans and showing you his takedowns. <laughs> I just really hope perfect. that they, when they do send you these things and you get a booth, that it's just you eating. Just and that when fans come over, they just see you kind of like a bear about to go into hibernation, but just stuffing the food in that's going to survive Drew? them. Poutine? <laughs> I'm actually quite uh, disappointed that they don't give me food at these events. That definitely needs to be a request. Well, we have a pretty good listener base in Vancouver, actually. I'm staring at our analytics page. Hey, Vancouver, bring this man some food, for fuck's sake. Come on. 
Do not eat anything they bring you, by the way. Drew. Yeah, don't, strongly no, not I, recommended. Just There's no say. FDA over but there. But Vancouver is in our top 10 cities. So. It all depends probably, on what they bring me. There's probably going to be weed in it, if I had to guess. This Whoa. is just a rough shot at my Canadian base. <laughs> Kev, before we let Drew off. Next is Tel Aviv, Raph, just you, if you're curious. Sorry. Thank you. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for Drew to learn from this experience? mess with the bull you get the horns you know i saw a weakness moment i took advantage <laughs> mm-hmm. as a fellow big thigh person i think like you drew we stare in the same mirror uh from the waist down and i knew i just knew how to beat him by technicality by, no, by a few horseshit technicalities i mean it's right. fine I'm, I'm okay with it I've accepted oh, it for what it be is. The first person to complain when he gets a no contest win one of these days, he's definitely going to be like, no, take that off my record. I didn't win by a fluke, a.k.a. Dr. Stoppage. Ugh, no. I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to love the fact that I'm going to tell people in the future who opt not to take a fight pick. I'm going to be like, the legend of Drew Dober. <laughs> You're pulling a Drew Dober. Forever. That's bold. <laughs> it's bold. I don't think that's going to work for you, my friend. Well, you can well, find him in Vancouver or in yes. Eastons. And you could also find him at Drew Dover on all major social media. Drew, again, uh, such a friend of the podcast. We always love it when you come on. It had been too long, so we're glad that we were able to get you back on. But you know what? Next time, we'll bring you back on on less competitive waters. Uh, we'll chat with you again uh, either before or after one of your next fights, man, because, uh, you know, the the fans, they miss you, sir. Well, I greatly appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a lot of fun, even though I lose frequently. Uh, It's always a blast listening to you guys. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...